0: By the way, Doctor, is mystery your sole pleasure? Young man, what could be
1: more pleasant than mystery? Well, music, for instance. Music, by of course. Music, for instance. Music, by of course. Feel on top of the world. One, two, one, two. Thank you again for tuning in to another episode of Creative Contact. I'm your host, Kia Orion. I appreciate you being here. You could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with me, and I appreciate that. Uh, I'm going to keep this intro short because it's an awesome interview. It's a long interview, and there are some gems here I want you guys to get to. So the interview this week is with the lead singer and front lady of the band You Do You. It's a Philly funk rock band um they do a little bit of everything you can check them out at you do you music uh, you know everything all the socials are at you do you music um you do you music.com and they also have uh some events coming up that i'll well i'll plug in the show notes you can have all the links right there you can check them all out all clickable get your tickets um i met up with katie and we met in this nice little coffee shop we chopped it up about life and love, and everything in between, as is typical creative contact fashion, and she shared some some tips that I think you guys will really appreciate if you're trying to be an artist and live life on your own terms. I think this is a good one for you. Um, about She also shares some great resources with people that I agree with uh, as far as if you want to make a career out of music, there are tangible steps to do it, but it—it's not necess- it doesn't necessarily mean you blow up overnight. So this is with Katie Feeney. Thank you so much for Katie and you do—you do, do you music. Check it out. Let's get to it. Peace.
0: Oh God, I, didn't I mean, I guess it makes sense because like my—that was the light that I left—I leave on for the dog, um. and so. I guess there's just enough power to like just flicker that yeah. light in the house because it was already left on when the power went out. So that was creepy. And That's just that I was like, this one light. <laughs> yeah. It's, not, a horror it's attached movie. to the outside <laughs> yeah. of my house, like somewhere.
1: Just flicking it's on and off. attached to someone else's yeah. <laughs> house where they have power. Thanks, people. Um, yeah. Well, for those that don't know, and I want to launch into your backstory a little bit, but before we get into that, um, Tell the you know the listeners just a little bit about sort of uh, who you are and what you do now, like a little a little intro, and then we'll we'll get into more your your current projects soon.
0: Okay. Yeah. Bio. Hi, a listeners. Little, a little yeah. bio. Um, I'm Katie Feeney, and I am a singer and a songwriter, and have a band, and do a lot of other projects too. Um, I work full time right now as a development director for. An, Organization called Rock to the Future, which is a nonprofit that provides free music education to lower income, underserved Philly kids and teens. Um, so, really, like the time I have to do music is from whatever PM to whatever uh, AM <laughs> the next day. Um, yeah, and I've been in Philly for 10 years now. And by way of, uh, well, I was born in Erie, Pennsylvania, which is like if Pennsylvania is a rectangle, uh, right? And there's a little triangle at the top. Yeah. Just as far away from here as you can be in Pennsylvania and still okay. be in Pennsylvania. Like an okay. eight-hour drive oh, with traffic. Wow. Yeah. I mean, just because of Philly. It's really like, it should be like a five-hour drive. <laughs> That's crazy. But I So I grew up there and I went to Penn State. And then after Penn State, I moved to New Jersey and I did AmeriCorps. And I lived on the Jersey Shore and I worked on a water quality program. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So it's like a campus organizer and a community organizer trying to get people to like keep the ocean clean and all the rivers and the streams (laughs) like educating the children. Yes. Um, so I did that. And then, uh, you can only do AmeriCorps for two years. There's like a limit. And so when I was done, I was waitressing and a friend of mine who I did AmeriCorps with had moved to Philly and he was going to move to Europe to pursue like an amnesty, Mm. uh, masters. He now like certifies like Congolese elections. Like they like fly him in To, like, just be like, hey, we're going to take you around in an armored car, and, like, you can count the ballots, make sure that it's fair. Yeah, so he's like, I'm going to go leave and do that. Like, do you want – I need someone to take over my job. And he worked at a place called Clean Air Council. So I went and Uh, interviewed there, and they were like, yes. So I worked there for four years um, as I was, like – and at that time, I, like, wasn't really doing original music. I was just, like, hopping in on cover stuff and, like, you know. But I – um had joined a bunch of other people's bands right when I landed in Philly, like they're doing their original music. And I uh, just saw people run things certain ways and kind of figured out how I, what I saw as like a sustainable way to run a band and, and do original music with like, you know, kind of a little bit more input. So I, um, yeah, after one, after one project uh, that ended, it didn't end badly that the, the um, people moved away. Mm. So uh, after that, kind of like other person's project I was like you know what like let me do my own thing. start my own thing yeah um with my guitar player at the time who's now my fiance so oh, yeah wow. it's like oh yeah it's so a so weird if, the band, if to, the band
1: breaks up now that's a that's a I know a well no I mean up.
0: sometimes that no I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> the band, <laughs> no. Oh. sometimes the arguments do extend into the band <laughs> yeah. just because like you'll be like no I want the song to go this way and someone else will be like no he like I want the song to go this yeah. way and like there's genuinely like maybe like a two-minute period where we're like mm.
1: yeah and then you're like Oh, we got to make always works right out. band. G- yeah,
0: yeah, so the band started kind of like just me and Drew and uh, wrote a bunch of songs just like acoustic and they were silly and like doing open mic and stuff. And Drew's
1: the fiancé? Yeah. Oh, cool.
0: So, uh, and Drew and I have a house in South Philly, and so he and I kind of, st- I would say like most... 75% of the songs would start with he and I, or now it, he's just kind of on a roll, like arranging, and I have to like keep up to write words to all the stuff that the band's been doing, mm. like much more collaboratively this time around, which is really cool. Yeah. But started, yeah, you know, like 2012, I was still at Clean Air Council, I was just leaving Clean Air Council to, to, to go work at Rock to the Future, because a friend of mine had started this nonprofit and was like, hey, I need a development director. And I was like, me? She's like, you know anybody? I was like, me. Yeah, I do know somebody. Yeah. <laughs> That's a perfect, you know, combination of like my interests and my talent. Yeah. So let's go. Um, and so I've been there uh, five or so years now, uh, I think, or maybe six in October. I'm not okay. sure. Um, cool. Yeah, 2008.
1: So. Well, yeah. Well, Katie, that that I think is a, a great. That's how I got here? Because no, I want to dive into that. Is um, let's take it back to to Erie, and let's oh, go. Boy. Let's go all the way back. And again, this is something where it's like um, West West Philadelphia. Yeah. yeah. Deep. 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 Uh, these are Philly. these are the deep cuts. Or where <laughs> I guess where would you consider yourself when you were born and bred? Where would you consider? Yeah. Home. Erie's Erie? home. Okay, mm. Erie's home. So, um, young Kate. In Erie, <laughs> and do you, did you grow up with mom and dad?
0: Yeah, I uh, you know my parents are still they were high school sweethearts. And they're still happily married, and oh wow, yeah. So I'm the oldest, is three, and everybody had a little musical talent in the family. My mom uh. had. All of her kids had to pursue some kind of musical thing. She
1: made sure each one of yeah, you did and we some would
0: musical. you could choose what it was. I mean, I went through a couple things before. I, uh, it, it was just like lot. singing's that I can do, you know.
1: Wait, so what? What did you try first? Oh, I first sucked ever? at piano. I was so oh, bad, really? so
0: bad at piano. No yeah, piano. I mean, what just else? like I did. I think I tried singing before I tried piano, but like that, I just, I it wasn't motivated to do it at all. And that's what my teacher finally had to tell my mom. He had both my sister and I together. Lewis, who's hilarious. Um, I still am, I'm friends with them on Facebook now. My old, like my first piano teacher, like found me on Facebook. Yeah. He's <laughs> shout hysterical. Out, shout out Lewis. So shout out Lewis. Um, <laughs> and he was just like, she's just not, you're just like throwing money at money. me. You're wasting yeah. You're, you know, like my younger sister was good and she, she was, she was practicing and like showing up and making progress. And he was just like, she's just like comes here and talks about cats. Yeah. It's like, you know, <laughs> it's not worth your time. So, so I mean, yeah. So I, um, growing up with my brother and sister, we would just like make up little songs all the time. And it's still, oh, it's cool. a funny thing now that my bandmates are still just like, you're too good at that. Like I can make up a parody in like a second uh. because we would just use, we would do that in the car. We'd make up like silly little skits and silly little songs. And me and my brother would always sing the harmonies together to Ooh. songs when we were driving in the car. Like, you know, some embarrassing stuff, like. Like Blink One Eighty Two and like oh, you grew up all the you know same know what I mean? side I feel you, absolutely, you
1: know? absolutely.
0: It was it was that time, and uh, and the Beatles too. You know what I mean? Like some, okay. some some old some good stuff is in there as well. But um, yeah. So I did theater as a kid because that was like the opportunity uh-huh. that I had in. So there, theory. Were,
1: so there's a little bit of of performance kind of availability I don't to be honest I don't know much about Erie and so is there a community like there for arts is it is there was there an outlet there for you for that sort of stuff
0: definitely now like a it was like literally categorically demoted to a rural area recently Wow! because of the population you know give me a
1: ballpark number oh
0: it's under I think it's under like 120,000 okay wow um I would have to. Don't quote me on that. No, we'll no, go no. back and find it. No. Find out the truth. I, you know, like, I, I'm, I'm insert not, it later. I, it's like the real population yeah. of areas. Um, but oh, I mean, sorry. I went to. I was very fortunate that I went to like Catholic private prep school, and it was a performing arts school. And so I really? had everything at my fingertips that i could try it was a catholic performing arts school <laughs> so uh, Mercer's preparatory school so it's the sisters of mercy and I mean, they were chill i mean like at the time it was pretty chill because like the president of our school was like an openly gay woman and her name was georgia johnson and she would just like wave at everybody as they came in the door every day and like wow. i went to school with a lot of openly gay kids that like
1: yeah i would not have in a that catholic, catholic, catholic school. school and so like yeah.
0: there was a really good it's uh, kind of groovy it was cool. Yeah, and I'd say that Erie as a whole is kind of like a, a small city vibe in the middle of like Pennsylvania. Mm, okay. You know, so like there is like a little urban part of of Erie for sure and there is like a I wouldn't I don't know. I I mean, I think there's a music scene there, but it's, you know, it's a small place and yeah. it's a uh, there's There's like a strip of bars, you know, there's a a bar and church on every corner, not too many of them play live music. And, you know, um, so there was, that wasn't like in my head it was, but like, I didn't have the way that I could execute on those like performance dreams was that I was like, I had this robust performance art, you know, programming at my fingertips. And like growing up, I went to summer performing arts camp and I took voice lessons from like, I auditioned for every musical when I was a kid, and I could never get the roles because I've been this tall since I was like 11 years old. Seriously. Yeah, really? So yeah. They, so, so they'd be they like, were, "There's no kids' roles for you, you, you because you don't." You're so tall? Yeah, and they're like, and we give the like, you know, like in sound of music, like Liesel's an adult. Like Liesel's played by like a probably like a 25-year-old who looks 16. Yeah. Going on 17. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like yeah. so, they're like, we don't really need. You, we can't use you That's for anything, and so I was always getting like the rejection started early. You know what I mean? Oh, like wow. for the thing that I was like most passionate about, they're just like, no, 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 and you can't. You, you kid can't be in this play for something. <laughs> like, for something
1: so superficial must have been incredibly frustrating. It, would be,
0: oh, it was because I was just like, oh, like I think I'm a good singer, but like there's no role for me here. So like, um, yeah, I guess maybe that was like the first seed in my brain of like, you could write your own songs. You, song you do it your and yourself. And it was always more like. I was really into writing as a kid, but it wasn't until I grew up that I kind of put those two things together that I was like, you like to sing, you're, you like to write and like you can, right. I can write a song. So,
1: (laughs) okay. (laughs) So, so Kate in high school, you're doing this, you're doing this, um, a little bit of performing arts. High school,
0: it was like very Susie high school. So I did a little bit of everything. Like I was student, like class secretary. I like planned the prom and the homecoming. Oh, okay. I did sports. I did a lot of sports. So that was the thing too, is that there was always this tension growing up between like, was I going to do sports or was I going to do arts? Um, and my mom was a basketball coach. So like, Oh wow. Is mom tall? Um, My mom? No, she's not tall. She's like maybe like a little bit shorter than me. My oh. dad's pretty tall. Oh, okay. Uh, and my dad was an. I mean, both my parents were athletes like, um, and what did they do growing up? Um, my mom was a teacher for a very long time and she just retired and she got elected to Erie's, uh, school board or like the, she's like a director now to help like inform better education for, for the kids. That's
1: amazing. Yeah.
0: And so she had to like run and she was elected and really proud of her. And my dad is a chemical engineer or he was for years. And then he was a teacher in college, um, you know, taught math and ran like a math tutoring lab. Um, but I would say that I get the singing from both sides of the family because my dad loves to sing. Um, he, but he, he just joined. They, he was so good at singing uh, in church. My, dad, my parents still go to church every Sunday. And uh, he was so good at singing in church that they're like, we really need you in our choir. And like, so when I went and saw them perform for uh, over Christmas, like, I'll go. Like this past Christmas? Yeah, this past oh. Christmas, and I saw and I was just like, damn are still rocking. You need your own mic. Like, you're oh, the best one. Like, dope. you and this other guy, you guys are harmonizing, you know, like, and he, That's like. What's up. Yeah, so my dad loves this thing, and then, um, but, like, his, his thing is, like, classic rock, and, like, a little, co- he's getting a little country, mm. you know, because I think that, like, the southern rock was always his thing, you know, like. But also, like, a little of the Yacht Rack. So, I'm, like, anything that's, like, a Brothers or, like, you know, yeah. Doobie, Almond, yeah. like, all the Brothers, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Eagles, like, big time, my dad, Eagles. My dad,
1: I think, is in a similar bracket. Yeah, yeah,
0: but, like, not the heavy stuff. So, like, I'm really into Led Zeppelin. Like, I have a Led Zeppelin cover band that I used to do that I'm going to try to bring back this Word. year. Okay. So, like, you know, I tell him some of that sometimes I'd be like, Dad, like, why aren't you into this, like, heavier stuff, yeah, you know? and The just, cool stuff. Yeah, but it's, yeah. I, so I learned more, his more thing was more like a like the country rock, Southern rock, classic rock. It's mm. class, let's just call it all classic rock. And then my mom was really into like cameo and like, like Sade and like, oh, and like Motown and like, Yo, I like gets, mom's gets jiggy on the <laughs> dance floor. Yeah. yeah. So like they're kind of like fun together and my mom's brothers were all musicians and my grandpa was an amazing singer and he was like okay. the singer for the army and he sang, you know, in church and he sang just like he could make all the paintings in this, Coffee shop fall off the wall.
1: So you, know? you so it's in your blood. You surrounded I, by the power.
0: Definitely, probably comes from Don Webb from my from my grandpa for sure. but a like,
1: Period. Yeah, yeah right? He was meant yeah. to be a Yeah,
0: yeah. You know, we Irish people yeah. we were gangsters too. <laughs> it wasn't just the Italians. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, but no. So my my uncles on my mom's side um were both musicians. My my, my uncle John is still a musician. Um, my uncle Mark passed and uh, mm. you know, which was sad and we, you know, but I got so much inspiration from what he was doing, which is funny. Cause now like my music that I'm doing is like funk music, which is what he did back in the, back in the day. Yeah. And he was pretty, he was really good at it. And he like went out to LA and tried to make it a thing and well, you know, did studio work and probably I, never got as far as he wanted to go. You know,
1: it's a, it's a common story. It's, yeah. it's difficult. LA's it's hard. LA yeah. in New York to do. Oh yeah. Cause it's just like naked. Yeah. Like,
0: that's been something I've been thinking about a lot lately is just like what that's got to mean something different for everybody like exactly. to just you know you got to define like what making it is for you because oh, otherwise right. you'll never ever be happy. Exactly. <laughs> Trust me, I've met like, even Lady that, Gaga's not happy sometimes, exactly. you know? <laughs> exactly. Or
1: people that you think had quote, you know, me and that's something that I, you know, I I, I want to get to too yeah. as far as your thoughts on that sort of stuff and and I, I'm I I'm with you a hundred percent. Yeah. So, but to continue with the story. Sure. So then I, uh, let's say, you know, senior comes around later in high school mm-hmm. and you know, your younger self, you're thinking you're, you're nice with the sports or into the arts. Where is your mind at in the sense of next steps? So you are you going <laughs> to, I'm going to go to college and go be oh, a this man. or I wanted or, to go do
0: music stuff in college so bad. And my parents were like, that's hilarious. You know oh, what I mean? Like, yeah. um, I mean we were we were my family was definitely like working class they've really like worked hard. My dad worked really hard and my mom worked really hard and now they're like you you're know, the oldest too. they the They're comfortable daughter. and they're yeah. they deserve, you know, just like to be retired and yeah. it's awesome. Um but, you know, my dad definitely worked like second and third shift when I was growing up, so yeah, yeah. I knew that like we I couldn't go to any school that I wanted to go to. You right. know, I was like, I want to go to NYU for musical theater, yeah, and they're yeah. like, no, yeah, like yeah. you're not living in New York City, and no, like yeah, no like, one can afford that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I went to Penn State.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, my whole family went to Penn State. My cousin Chris oh, went to Penn wow. State. He played for the Rose Bowl winning team that, like, in 1994, or whatever was like Kerry Collins and a bunch of guys. So oh, like Penn, we're like the family's a little too crazy about Penn State. It's great. Yeah. So what, it's a fun so, time.
1: And what was your major?
0: I was a, a communications major, so journalism with an emphasis on sports writing, which is just really funny because I don't do that, <laughs> you don't do that at all. But, but like, I liked
1: sports so. at that time, you, though. Yeah, too your fusion you of things. Exactly, you, know? you never know where your mind is gonna go.
0: Or I had one good teacher that was like, you should. If the only way you're gonna be like successful and happy later in life, is it, like later in life, is if you combine something you like with something you're good at. Yeah. Like otherwise, you're gonna be beating your head against a wall. So that's always kind of like stuck with me in the head. I'm like. All right, okay
1: it's decent advice yeah you know and it depends you can how find you that fly. in multiple places exactly you know and so in college are you are you still doing some theater stuff on no the side i took a big break
0: this? and was like you know what i'm just gonna party <laughs> no i did <laughs> i mean like i state. they're also like penn state was just really big, big and it was i just didn't land with in that scene i ended up um i ended up you only have to take – so I ended up going more the, the sports kind of way in college, I guess, because I um, – through finding out that you could – okay, so you had to take three gym credits. Like, you were required to take three gym credits. Most gym classes were 1.5 credits. And so I found one my freshman year that was like, do you want to get your 1.5 credits and then immediately get hired to get paid getting your second 1.5 credits, and then you get a job working at the gym? And uh. I was like, Yeah. Cause I was like, you're gonna pay me to work out, like that's um, great. Yeah, let's do you it. You know, I'm down. So I took this class that taught you how to be like a group fitness instructor, and I feel like
1: you'd kill that. Oh, I was awesome at that. I yeah, was hysterical.
0: Yeah. I mean, my sister ended up being better at me at it, and she's now a professional yoga teacher in Raleigh, and she just got voted like through an online like poll. What through the newspaper or something? I forget what it was from, but like, best yoga instructor in Raleigh, like, most wow. beloved in, in the whole city of Raleigh, North Carolina, you know? It so. takes
1: a certain someone to be able to lead those classes. Oh, yeah. Well. You have to be patient. It, it, you have to
0: be informed. You it, have yes. to, like, be creative. It, and it is a performance art. Mm-hmm, you get to be on all the time. Absolutely. So, um, so I taught. Yeah, I taught like group. Like before, it was called Zumba. We called it like hip hop dance. You know what I mean? And you have to like come up with choreography. And then you're like, come on, everybody! And I'd see some of these girls out partying on like Tuesday nights, and they'd be at my like Wednesday 10 a.m. class. And I was like, I saw you last night, at <laughs> Kappa Kappa, whatever. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, and yeah. you were you were good. You were throwing some beers back, but we're all in this together. Like, so I mean, so I did that through college, pretty. I mean it was my way of being like I have a job. Yeah. Look, mom, I have a job. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like and I'm getting credit for my job. Um <laughs> and it allowed me to save the time. I'm like I can go to work and it's at the gym, so I have more time to like
1: Do my hang thing. out
0: and study and you know whatever. Um this, yeah, the studying part never came too hard for me in college. I mean like I liked what I was learning about mostly and I mean like media is interesting to me and like how
1: and, and so there wasn't what the, people
0: do with it. The, you know? I
1: agree. Yeah. But there wasn't that that poll to do well, music. I just stuff had like
0: a when I was doing journalism, I was like, this isn't sustainable. Like there's no <laughs> not that <laughs> so I pivoted to music. Yeah. Now, okay. There's no money and career trajectory in this. Um no, it was more just I did kind of realize that about journalism or that I was like, I don't know that I want to be a journalist. I yeah. like learning about media and I like like other issues surrounding communications and marketing and advertising, but I don't really want to do any of this. And so at that time I was more pour, pulled towards like, um, just like being awake to what was going around me and like politics and political work and organizing and that kind of stuff. So like, I was just like in this major and like this, this lane that was like, you're, can you can either get spit out to be like a writer or like a, someone who works at a PR agency and yeah. I started doing these like PR agency interviews and I was just like, I don't want to do this. Like, you know, it's intense. That so then, world is yeah. Intense. So someone came to, the, to my class and he ended up being my first boss, um, in AmeriCorps. And he did this thing that was like, do you want to get paid oh. to make a difference? I'm sensing a theme here. It's like, do you want to get paid for doing say- this thing <laughs> you already like to yeah.
1: do? I'm starting to Or see that you theme. already care about? Yeah. And I was
0: like, Yeah. So I signed up and did AmeriCorps out of college. No, like right out of college, like. Oh wow. So after I graduated. Okay, cool. So Mm -hmm. you graduate
1: and go straight to AmeriCorps. Graduated,
0: I did AmeriCorps. I got like a fucking stipend. I lived on the Jersey Shore. That was fun too.
1: Because I feel like AmeriCorps too can be rough because you do get a stipend, but it's so little. I got like thirteen thousand
0: dollars for the whole year. But
1: that's it.
0: You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I found this apartment that was. $400 $400 a month oceanfront. It's probably gone to be honest with you with Sandy, which is really sad, but yeah. it was in this town called Seabright, New Jersey, which was like way too close to the ocean. It's like way oh. unnecessarily on top of the ocean, but it was awesome. And I had like a really chill roommate. Um, and it was a really fun, it was, Fun, fun times when I lived wow. on the Jersey Shore. That's I was crazy. tan, I had like ble- like bleach blonde hair, probably a very totally different, different, different person. Yeah, yeah. very different person, <laughs> I think. Because- I had an accent. My family, <laughs> I would come home and they'd be like, my sister would like say something I didn't like. And I'd like, don't talk to me. Like, you know, and she's like, why you are <laughs> yeah. you not from New Jersey? From yeah. Like you're like not enough. from there. <laughs> yeah. Like, don't, you're not, uh, you know, stop assimilating yourself <laughs> no, to the Jersey shore. And that was like before the show happened too. So like when the show came out, I was among the course of people being like, not all people from the Jersey shore like that. Yeah, Those I, people are bannies. And you know, your
1: parents like, you're not from Jersey. Yeah, I, I know.
0: So it's—I mean, like even that in yeah. and of itself. I was like living in Jersey for three years. You have to act. You have to like—it becomes like a performance. You I know. Like, Living—I've been living I, in I South know. Philly now, and I people called me out when I was in Erie because I was saying "use," and I was like, You guys, have a nice day." And they're like, "Who are
1: you? <laughs> yeah. like, who are you even?" You, you know? assimilate though because you just get surrounded. Pick by up the it.
0: accent a little bit. A I can pick up an accent anywhere I go. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So uh out of college it was kind of just like you know music was always in my mind and i was probably like inside like like yearning to do it but i just wasn't
1: listening to that
0: i was listening to that or i just like didn't have confidence in my ability to do it by myself yeah you know what i mean because i don't i've tried like i told you so as a kid people tried to get me to play instruments and i was just like not interested not good at this don't want to do it anymore yeah. you know and then was, like, mad at myself for not, like, taking advantage of those free opportunities as a kid when I wasn't interested in it. And then, like, tried to, like, self-teach myself guitar which was, like, so impossible. Hard, yeah. um, and that's actually how I met Drew. My fiance, technically, is that when I worked at Cleaner Council, he was uh, the roommate of my coworker who was, like, my best friend at work. Her name is also Katie. And... Um, so I had just gotten kicked out of a band that I was only the singer in. And I was like heartbroken because the band was really good and people really liked it at the time. And I was like, no, this is a good thing. Like, and now I'm not in it and you guys are still going to do it without me. And it was like the first time that it happened. I was like, like, what do I, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to pick myself up on my own beat trap. I'm going to play guitar. Yeah. Like I'm going to teach myself. And I got far enough as I got as far as I could go and then I was like, I need I need like a lessons. lessons, you yeah. know? And I was complaining about this to my coworker and she's like, my roommate, Drew, that you already know, sits in his room all day, It's like noodling by himself. He's really good. I bet he could teach you guitar. And so I was like, Oh, like ask him, you know, like connect us, you know. I was like, I know I know him, I've been to your house, I've been to your parties, but yeah. like Drew's pretty he's very shy, he's from Georgia, he's from the south. So like we're very opposite people. Like I'm just like, Hey, what's up? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, Hello. Um, so yeah, it started out and like, I did got, I got better. Like I can still pick up a guitar and play like if it's three chords and I, and the I got to F and I was like, fuck this. Sorry. am I was just like, do. <laughs> do. <laughs> I got to like bar chords and like power chords. And I was like, I can't, I can't do it. You know, I just like gave up. But it was more so that the reason I gave up is cause I was watching Drew play and being like, whoa, I'm never going to catch up that much. Like, you're not doing anything. Like, do you want to be in a band? <laughs> you know, like, do you want to start? you like, like, let's start
1: something. Well, at the
0: time, it was more at the time, my friend Kelly Ruth, who I miss. Hi, Kelly, if you listen to this. Hi, Kelly Musser. Hey, Kelly. Um, she had an awesome band where <laughs> two of the bandmates were going to leave and they ended up staying. But in the interim, she like was looking for people. So me and drew jumped in and then it was like a big super group for a little while. And she released a oh. CD with like a seven piece band that drew and I both played in. Um, but then, you know, it became kind of a thing where like too many cooks in the kitchen and and Drew took a step out. And so then once he stepped out, uh, I know I was kind of like, I'm going to go with, with Drew and we're going to like make our own thing, you know, and, and so that's and what and it was to- no hard feelings. And me and Kelly are still good friends. And then she moved to Nashville and did really well. And now she actually is at like a place being a yoga instructor. So,
1: oh man, I was just crazy. Also another yeah. recurring theme. So, and that, you know, transitioned a little bit into the the music side of things. Sure. So with you and Drew, how does, how does the you do you actual band kind of, start to form because it is it's a it's a relatively you know decent sized band and so my god
0: we're getting bigger every day we're like nine now probably
1: from the research i was looking at for (laughs) me sometimes and this is something i want to pick your brain about too and get your advice is uh, how do you how do you (laughs) move in as a unified unit with that many people oh my god so strategically and intentionally yeah
0: um so, you do you isn't just like the name of the band, it's the philosophy of the band, which mm. is like, I don't tell, generally speaking, and neither does Drew really anybody what they are playing. Like, I bring together musicians that I trust to fill in the spots. Mm. I would say that sometimes someone might be like, Hey, I hear this. Can we run it once with you doing? this Something. instead of what you're doing. Yeah. And like, you know, the expectation is that you would just be open to trying that. And then we can all at the end all just be like, yeah, we all liked that better. Or like, nah, yeah, we all liked that fit. the way it was before, you know? Yep. And like, people don't get hard feelings. And like, I also just try to keep everybody happy as much it's, as you can. It's really you know, difficult. it is I mean, it is hard. Cause like, okay. So like it started with me and Drew and we started like doing these songs and then it was cool because like our friends kind of approached us and they're like, you know, you need you need a bass player, don't you? And I was like, Yeah, fuck it, please come play bass." So that's what happened is that like my friend oh, Alex wow. Um like at the time wasn't wasn't doing any other projects and he was, you know, was like, Hey, like you guys just
1: you guys need just a bass adult. player. You know, and yeah. I was just like,
0: Yeah, please. And then when when he did that, my friend Carls, who at the time was like uh had had his own band that he was just kind of um Not, he didn't want to do it anymore. Uh, He'd been trying it for a couple years and he he just was like, I want to join the band too. You know what I mean? (laughs) And he was trying to be more of a uh, key player because he had been playing guitar. So he's like, Can I play keys in the band? I was like, Yes. Um, And then we had a drummer, it was my friend Tony at first. Um, So it was really fun and we would like record in the basement and just like, that's how the first, the group got up and running at first. But then Tony got an opportunity to take a job that required him to move to Brooklyn. Mm. So after like, I think it was maybe like a year and a half or like maybe, maybe not even like maybe it was just one year like I was all excited and we had all this momentum and like we probably played some shows that in hindsight, I'm like, girl, you weren't ready to play that show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, like some people that saw us play that I'm like, you probably blew that first impression when you were <laughs> yeah. too green. But like, so I, you know,
1: you, don't you can't know take that stuff back. Yeah. Exactly. So
0: anyways, uh, he moved away and I was just like, I'm, I'm be a very dramatic person. So I was like, we'll never find someone else. So we did like Craigslist. We had to like go down that road and it got to the point where I was going to interview two people the first guy was definitely just not going to be the right fit. And then we only had one more guy left. And I was just like, Oh my God. Hope the second guy doesn't work out. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to be back at square one. And like that second guy was Aaron and he's still our drummer and he's like our best friend. And That's like, awesome. it couldn't have been a better fit if we tried. His
1: Drummers can be crazy. He's amazing.
0: He is the perfect drummer for this band. And That's he's also awesome. just like the perfect personality. Cause he's, he's the elder statesman of the band and he, you know, like he's married and has a kid, all of my bandmates now, I guess are married with a kid, but, uh, except for Vince. And, uh, but yeah, I mean Aaron's uh, Aaron's our elder statesman man. He's he knows a lot of people. He's he's the oldest one in the van. He's been around and but he still is probably the one that I'm sometimes like worried about at the end of the night. I'm just like Aaron's wasted, you guys. <laughs> yeah. We got to get him home safe, you know. But no, I I mean I love those guys like they're my brothers and I think that helps. Yeah. Um like we fight like bro- like brother and sister. Like for sure. And
1: it gets heated. It
0: because oh, I mean it's they, they, it's people People, I care about it so much that sometimes I rush to just be like, no, we, this is like the most important thing in my life. It has to be the most important thing in everyone's life. But like, I I guess a piece of advice would be that like, that's not realistic. And like, you know, you need everybody to be invested for a project to survive for more than five years or more than like one year or whatever. Like you got to put your ego aside kind of, and be like, we're all in this together. Like, you know, like we're a family and, 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 uh, you got to respect people's time and their boundaries and their other projects. And, you know?
1: Yeah, let's let's talk about that a little bit. So, so if people that that do, I it's something that I do struggle with as well. For people that do want to join bands, because music is such a collaborative thing, whether you're say you're recording or something, or you're putting together original music, how do you is, do? You have a process on how do you. Pick your battles because with nine people, if you are recording a song, how much reverb you have on the vocals, you know, that's, it's so, art is so subjective. How do you all make those decisions as a group? I mean,
0: we are lucky in that we usually hear the same thing and all get excited and we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say in the recording process that my bass player, Alex, is especially, um, helpful in in the role of kind of like i mean he definitely takes on producer role a lot Mm. when we're doing our like home recording and and uh even when we're recording our you know vocals and stuff i always joke that i'm like i I can't do i i probably couldn't do vocals without alex being like the producer behind it really yeah when when drew is trying to produce my vocals sometimes like i'll get frustrated with with like the criticism but like Alex has a very good way of talking to me, right? And he knows how to... Because I don't know music theory. Like, I don't know right. their language. So, like, yeah. he'll be like, when you do that, ah, ah, part, yeah. I need you to do it more like Stevie Like, you know, Stevie Wonder, in your nostril. Like, push it all up into the <laughs> membrane. And he's just, like, we call him Bugger because he's, you know, he's bugs out. He's an excitable guy. Ah. So he's just very encouraging as a producer. And, like, he gets the sound that we want. Yeah. And, like, understands it. And so, like, everybody in the band has different roles that they do that allows them to kind of shine. And like when we're recording bug bugs, the man, I mean like he's, I would say like, I don't find, I disagree with Hmm. any of the decisions that he makes. I mean, when, when, when I do hear something, I'm just like, I'll, I'll speak up and just be like, I don't kind of think this part, you know? Yeah. And we can always kind of, agree or disagree and then just like move on you know what I mean yeah um I guess I also some people probably take their themselves too seriously in that way I don't know what'd be my included maybe
1: a little bit yeah well no because I
0: know a lot of people who just like they've been like everyone in the band like no this is your part like this is how exactly how I wanted it played. I'm the creative vision. This is my vision. And like if you're going to do that, I think that's fine. But then I think like you better be paying everybody because it's not like their thing. Like they're not invested in it. You know what I mean? Like it's not their if they're going to be a studio like hired I guess it's yeah, expectations and communication. Like communicating what's going on is really important. So like in my case, I'm just like guys like right now like I don't have like, I can't pay all of you for, like, practice or, like, every show, but, like, I'll also never ask you for a dime for recording or, like...
1: Wait, so do you fund all the recording or how How We do it work? all ourselves, yeah. Really? Yeah, because so
0: the money that we make at shows and guarantees and, um, you know, sometimes we do, like, we do a lot of events and stuff increasingly. So, like, we're playing the uh, Fishtown Neighborhood Association Chili Cook-Off on... Uh, March 18th, which is Sunday, I believe. And that's and, and so like events like that, like we'll be doing like two hours. It'll be like probably half covers, half original, and like you know we're playing a festival gig this year that I have got my like first festival with a guarantee for. So like every little, every chunk of money that we get for like playing a show or playing, yeah, it's all that's the only way we make money these days is playing a show. Absolutely. Sometimes we sell a little merch at the show, yeah, um, but all that goes ba- completely back into the band. And so we use that to just get, like, the time to track drums in the studio. Mm. And then I'd say that we do – have historically done the rest of it ourselves with the expertise that UDU has on the team.
1: So is that as far as – and also I can take all the info for the shows and stuff and plug it in the show notes too. So after this, you know, I'll make sure I get the the right info. But so for something that comes like the – You do, right? Yeah. (laughs) The the mixes and Uh things like that because that, you know, is a big part of it is how do you – you know, I'll spend so that. will outsource sometimes.
0: Like so, we work with uh, a friends at Sleepless uh, Sound Studios. Mm. They're up on like Caster Ave in North Philly. Um, actually, I don't know if that's correct. They're up in North Philly. So uh, yeah. Sleepless uh, Sleepless Sound is up in North Philly, and they uh, Luke and Adam and Bob and all those guys. We usually track drums there, and then. I like to do vocals at Brawlick which is a, another friend who has like a, a, you know, a company where they let us use all their great sound equipment and, uh, you know, microphones and stuff and really help us out. And uh, we can do a lot in-house there and then kind of take it back to Sleepless. And, you know, like this year we had Lucas Mix, the most recent one we did Political Party and it turned out great. So like, um, but even sometimes... You have to be willing to you have to be willing to let other people touch your stuff and that that can be hard for me too. Yeah. For sure. Um, but like yeah, increase this next one that we're going to do like we're really going to try to if we if we can all stomach it like let someone else produce it. Cuz <laughs> <laughs> cuz I mean like, you know, my version of controlling is just saying like I'm keeping it in the family. You know like mm-hmm. so like whereas I don't really control the, the every nitty gritty detail of the sound or what the record is going to sound like. Like, I, I, Alex and Drew and everybody's, you know, in the fam and Lucas and, and, you know, brawlick And I'm like, I know all these people. Um, we've recorded some stuff. Our first uh, EP we did at Cambridge Sound Studios with our friend Todd. And I'm like, you know, it's like, it's all in the family, you know? Oh, cool. But increasingly, I'm like, we should get an outside opinion for yeah. this next one or just like an outside ear. You don't know what that could do to a project too. So I'd say that it can be hard to, you know, like unclutch those pearls and like give up c- creative control a little bit. It's but huge. I would say sometimes it can, the the yeah, the leap of faith could could end up having a positive uh, outcome I, <laughs> for I, your music. I agree. I think, and I'm saying this is a device that I need to like take myself. No, no, yeah. <laughs> say, no. I,
1: I give that advice and and it's something I to take myself as well because <laughs> it's something that I feel like you have to do um, in order to. To really step your game up to the next level is to understand that that feedback and like you said the outside mm-hmm. ear that sometimes that that's the most important part that that I think some people miss is if you just keep it if you aren't willing to be open to critique or open to feedback or open to change it can really stunt your growth where you have to realize this isn't personal This yeah. is, you know this is an extension of myself but this isn't me so if you because this like
0: whole this, I mean like if you want to be an artist, you basically better get used to rejection and criticism. Do you have any advice
1: for about that? Because I
0: want to <laughs> oh start, God. you know, shifting into this sort of thing
1: is, okay, well, let's, let's phrase it like this. I, I'm
0: like, I've done it. I can tell you like what not to do. Not okay, gonna... <laughs> well, that,
1: that, That's good. Don't too. like,
0: don't get angry. I want, That's gotten the better of me sometimes where, you know, like you, it's, it's hard not to get angry when yeah. you feel rejected or when you feel like taken advantage of in a business deal or whatever it is. Um, that's what I'm working on now. Is like, bless and release. You yeah, know what I mean, like, and release. Yeah, like it's, it's not right, but it's okay.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and to it's hard. On.
0: It's hard for me. It's hard for me. I'm Irish. I get really angry. You know, <laughs> I'm a Gemini. All these things combine. Just like sometimes you get this nice person, but like
1: don't cross me because yeah, I'll. I'm a Gemini too, dude. Yes, I you, you know, yeah. i So side you know what it's, it's like. It. Yeah, I know like, exactly people, like, so what it's like. So I'm
0: like, I can turn it on, but I can also
1: exactly. Being like, yo, there's this other side that you're gonna rip you a new asshole if you fuck
0: with me. So, I mean, (laughs) but yeah, so I guess that I'm working on that. I'm working on that because it doesn't, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't help you to be angry. Yeah. You know, it just like educate yourself, I guess. So, someone I definitely want to plug is I've, uh, I've really benefited from, um, uh, an e-newsletter that I'm on and there's also he's written a book and he does these like webinars so it's a um, a friend of a friend his name is Ari Hurston. Do you know Ari?
1: I, I read his book How to Make an yeah. Amazing Business.
0: So he's, that book is amazing. Everybody should get that too? book. Um, Yes, I'm not all the way done with it. I'm like Dude, 75% way through a, it it's but I keep awesome. stopping because I keep getting his webinars so I just um, he does these live events in LA that like if you want to go and attend in person it's like a couple hundred bucks but if you want to just watch it online it's like 60 bucks and you get to keep all these resources that Come with it. So, like, I just watched one on, um, like, what publicists do. Yeah. And I realized that I've been doing press for music wrong for five years. Like, Wait, so s- wrong. School, school
1: me and the listeners. Uh, give me, drop some knowledge on me.
0: And it, it's funny because it makes sense with what I already knew about media, but I never put those two things together until someone said it. So, like, I used to be like, okay, the record's done, or like, the EP's done, and now I want to release the whole thing. And I'm going to give people like a month and I'm going to send it to them. And it's, it's like it, anyone can access it. It's on my bandcamp page, but like, think about media and like, what do they want? What's in it for me? Like whenever you're doing business, you got to think about what are the, what's in it for me right. from the other person's perspective. Right. So like from a blog's perspective, they want exclusive pre-release of your music to drive clicks to their website and traffic you know what I mean? So, yeah. like, that was eye-opening for me. But also, like, duh. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. duh. Like, you released, like, so I've just been kind of, like, I mean, excuse the expression, but just, like, totally blowing my load, like, every time we release right. an album or an EP because I have all this content, and I'm dropping it in one instance. And and I had a, I have a really good friend. My friend Andrew Lee works for Red Light Management, and he's always been helping me out, and he's been, like, an angel uh, just of advice because he's made it pretty far for himself just as a manager. He's in LA now. He manages like Robert Randolph and the family band and like Emily King. Oh. Um, he's just such a talented and charismatic and awesome guy. And I mean, he's the one who told me like real bluntly when I was telling him like my plan to release political party or last EP, he's just like, you're going to just drop it the whole thing in one week and it's going to get buried and no one's going to care. And I was like, Whoa, harsh, bro, but like so helpful and true. Like Yeah, so so school me. So, so it's helpful to have friends yeah. that are like willing to like friend tour you. You know what yeah. I mean? Um and you know, if you have a friend like that, like my one of my faults is that like I don't reach out enough to ask. So I'm like, you know, people get proud and you want to like figure it out on your own. And, right. but if you have people that can help you, like that is the number one thing in any business is like who you know in your relationships and how well you tend to those relationships and and, and, I mean and that's just like being a good human kind of too you know it's like keeping your (laughs) keeping the people you want to have relationships with close Close. and, and, and communicating with them so
1: um, so, and now with that, with, and being a fan of Ari and getting, you know, yes. the Friend Free Mentor, now when you're releasing a project, School Me and the listeners, if they have music they want to release, what do you recommend as far as a process from promotion to actually releasing the music? What I with- learned
0: from my webinar, yeah. thanks Ari, um, <laughs> was that um, it might be good when your album's done, then like, then from there you should probably plan like a couple months campaign, that might be a good time to hire a publicist. And like if you have three singles, maybe you release them over a chunk of time. Give make them like exclusive SoundCloud links, you know, so that you can drive traffic to the blog and help them out and find the blogs that fit your music. Don't just like be like I should be in pitchfork. You yeah, know? right. Um find writers who are maybe writing about bands that sound like you and hit them up and say, Hey, I liked your article about this band. I think you might like my band and you know, But the thing that I really learned was that don't rush that process of releasing your music because we as artists need to be putting out pretty frequent content
1: yeah i know you know that exactly you're doing good i saw
0: that you're doing daily content and i was Absolutely. like man that's, that sounds awesome
1: well it doesn't have to be anything crazy it's but just that's just something like exactly. and you got to connect with your things. audience
0: and like kind of let them exactly. in and see who you are as a human i struggle with that a little bit too so how
1: do you guys do that as a band because that's difficult we,
0: we we could be better at that i mean honestly like if i had more time and didn't have a full-time job or t- you know what i mean like Um, I would be doing better at all the stuff that I can, that I understand how to do well, but that I don't necessarily always have the time to execute. So I'd say like, if you can find people in your band who are have talents and skills, like tap that. Um, Or even just like, if you have like a tribe of friends that have other skills, tap into those too, because otherwise you're going to have to like, Teach yourself how to be a publicist and a manager and an artist and a, and a singer and a booking agent and it's Sad. exhausting. It's
1: exhausting. Especially after a full day of work. Yeah. You know?
0: So I don't know if that was a good answer. No, to that, that is no, <laughs> that, I think that's a great No, I believe in that so
1: much. It's like find what you're good at, play to your strengths because I was I was And then
0: also don't feel don't be afraid to delegate if you have a team to delegate to. You yes. know what I mean? Like
1: find other people's strengths exactly and
0: tap into what they're great you have at to do everything yeah so like in UDU, you you know like um like everybody has things that they're good at like you know i already talked about how alex is really great at uh, engineering and in producing and uh you know drew does a lot of the arranging and like drew will usually like make a midi track and send it out to the whole band and be like i wrote an entire new song you know <laughs> what i mean and Krills is a great songwriter. I, increasingly, a lot of the songs that we're using, my keyboard player Curls, um, like he's just like got a knack for melodies, and he's really good at coming up with a lot yeah. in his mind that's not doesn't already exist and isn't already like a Led Zeppelin song, which is what I do. I'm like, guys, I wrote a song and they're like, it's this song. And I'm like, oh, all right. was this? You know? Yeah. But then like, and like Aaron is our drummer and he knows a lot of people and has a lot of relationships. So he helps with booking and getting really cool shows. Um, and then Vince is my horn player. And Vince is, Vince does so much in terms of just like, arranging the horn he's created our entire horn section so like UDU at its best has a four piece horn section and at the minimum we have uh you know a, a sax of some kind and a trumpet and vince is our trumpet player and he's just like he's like a musical genius he just oh my god he's that's gonna go straight to his head so cut, <laughs> cut that out or at least leave yeah. it in with a disclaimer <laughs> um but every and like you know I love all those guys. You know what I mean? Thor, our Barry sex player, you know, he, he can't make every show, but we still love him too. Okay.
1: You know? Yeah. Shout out, shout out Thor. So, shout out Thor. So as a creative process, when you do have so many members and you guys are writing songs, how do you write something collaboratively that actually still feels cohesive with so many different minds and hands That's, in the project? I
0: mean, the, I can answer that question because we're doing that right now.
1: You're in the process? Yeah. So oh, we're cool. working on
0: our first full length. Uh, and it's going to be a concept album about dinosaurs and society.
1: <laughs> uh, elaborate on that.
0: <laughs> oh my God. Um, yeah, I mean, you're the first person to like hear this outside the band. So this, so this, this is, is exclusive content. Exclusive, yeah. Dude, this no, is so exclusive. yeah, we're working on. We've been talking about this for a really long time, and it's finally come together in a way that everybody is on board and understands the like the vision that we came up with. Then is like not really a joke, but kind of a joke. But that I'm like, no, guys. I light bulb like funky dinos like, like. Uh. So it's kind of okay. So the concept album is essentially it's gonna be a dino love story, but it's really just a, it's all just like a metaphor, of course. And the you know there's gonna be the dinos. They live on two sides of the mountain, and the wizard lives at the top of the mountain, and he's got all the power and the resources. <laughs> and uh, I don't want to spoil the ending. No, no, no but it spo- ends very tragically.
1: But how do you how do you then craft the songs? The songs through, through were already the made. The
0: songs oh. were. We've been working on these songs for like, ever since we did political party. I get sick of my own music so quickly. I
1: do too. I get so. And like
0: sometimes the songs that people love, I'm just like, I hate the song. and I never want to play it again. And they're just like, hey, you wrote you wrote it like less than. Five years ago. And <laughs> yeah. like, I was like, they're like, if you're gonna really do this, you're probably gonna be playing that song for a long time. Yeah,
1: especially one of them.
0: And I was like, oh, so. like, this is how Radiohead felt about Creep. Except, you know what I mean? Like, that's <laughs> yeah, why yeah, they, yeah. I get it when people are like, we don't wanna play that fucking song yes. ever again. Um, and I'm not even at that level. You know what I mean? So I already get it. Sorry, what was I talking about? Sometimes no, this no, happens no, about when that I'm over no, 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 oh. no. With
1: with, with so the right hell. now,
0: with, okay, so we're working on the Funky Dinos. We've been working on these songs for a while. I have tweaked some of them to make them fit, but only the lyrics. Do do you, I mean? you like, write all the lyrics? I write all the lyrics.
1: Okay, so you write all yeah. the lyrics, and with the exception of
0: people. like a few songs, uh, Krills wrote the lyrics too, and that we stole from him. Not stole. He he hates when I said <laughs> that. He's like, we write all our songs together, which we do. I mean, like sometimes, like even if Drew sends out a MIDI track of something, he sends it out with the understanding that that's not set in stone. These are just ideas. Yes. You Yes. Know? Um, so like neither of us is one of those people who's like my art, my way must be done this way. Cool. Um, every now and then I will say like this background vocals, non-negotiable, I hear it and I yeah. love it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, but like, I'm not telling them like you have to do the fifth, you have to do the, you know, like they kind of figure out, but I'm just like this, these words said in the background at this part this is non-negotiable, stay. but like do it however you want, right. you know? Um, and we do a lot of background vocals too. So I, don't, I guess right now what we're doing is like getting together, trying to get together like every two weeks or so to keep it moving forward. And it's I would say that's important because like adults, stagnation yes. can set in um, if you don't keep the tracks hot. And then what I would say that would be a best practice is like we've set up, it doesn't need to sound great. We've just set up the basement rehearsal studio so that it's like push and it's like, ready to go record just awesome. like push a button so the ideas don't get lost when you're throwing back a couple beers
1: yeah yeah you know what
0: i mean or just like i also keep a notebook where i write down every time we change the structure of the song like what the new structure is um and that also allows me to like if i hear something that they're working on the moment like Sometimes it takes me years to write lyrics and sometimes I hear them immediately and like the melody. I am going to ask you about your creative like, process. It either is on or it's off. Like I can't force it, and like, so I keep notebooks with me or like if my phone worst case scenario, just yeah. say if I get like a lyric idea in my head or if I get like a full melody and I just need to sing it and get it out so that I can remember it. Cause like I can't, <laughs> you know, right. otherwise. So like I use, yeah, just like little tools like that so that you can remember the, You know the progress you made, and then from the being able to record it is really great because, um, you know, Drew will cut it the next day, and update a playlist that we have going like a a hidden playlist that only the band has access to, and then send that out to everybody and be like, hey guys, here's the most recent version of the demos, so that allows people to have. They can listen to them in their car. They can and listen to them you at can work. And
1: start to write to it, too. And I can
0: start to write to it. And that's usually my process is like, great, you guys have laid down the whole track. I need to play it over and over and over by myself alone, like in headphones with like my little notebook. Like sometimes that's not true. Sometimes we're in the middle of band practice and I'm just like, I click and I start improvising and and we get it on tape so I can go back later and be like yeah I liked that I want to do that again Um, but I would say that it's really 50-50 like I can either I can't like I can turn it on with like the the, the performance end of things but like the creative end is harder it's like inspiration kind of has to strike and it's been good lately I feel like also if you can like I don't know try to keep Space in your brain for it that yeah. helps because, like, if you're going through like you know, any kind of like mental issues or depression and or other know, things like that, it can be a really yeah, just exactly. Stress, ram. anxiety. Yes. Um, so, like, and I don't know how you do that really either, no, you know, what I, I mean, no, like I for me, blame. like the biking, I like riding my bike, yeah. like it relaxes my brain and it like puts me well, usually puts me in a good mood unless Absolutely. someone tries to like dorm me, no, no, no. but. You know, yeah, finding, I guess, like, like some people do, like, m- yoga. I tr- I try to do, like, meditation, but I suck. It's just, like, but you can just, you know, just like anything else. You just, like, try to figure out what works for you to keep some space in your brain so that you have that room to be
1: creative. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, so before I get you out of here, um I kind of do, like, to this do a little, a little uh, ra- rapid <laughs> fire, you know, a couple oh, questions. Oh, boy. All right. So this is very, um,
0: well, you probably don't watch America's Next time Model. Sorry, no, go no, ahead. No, all right, no. RuPaul's Drag Race. I'll start season three. Okay, um, this is a very reality TV no, show it I is. like it.
1: Ready? What is the best advice that you've ever been given, and by whom?
0: Ah, uh, all right. Uh, shout out, Mr. Healy, mm. from high school. Um, that your honor is all you have. And your word is all you have Ah. in this world. So, uh,
1: I like that. Keep your word. Yeah. Do you mind giving me the context of why he told you that? Oh, I mean, (laughs) he told
0: me that because I was so overwhelmed in high school once that I was just like, Mr. Healy, I have a show and then I have a game this weekend and then travel game for basketball. And I was like, I don't have time to write this paper. You know, And he was just like, he was this cool teacher. He was, I love Mr. Healy. He would be like, your honor is all you have. Your words, all you have, get it to me when you can, you know, really? Yeah. And so I was just like, okay. And like having that flexibility to be like, I'm not under the thumb, you know, like that kind of clicked. So I was just like, great. Like, and whatever that means to you, like, I don't know, for me, it's kind of just like, I am the one who has to stay on top of myself to go after this dream you know right, what I mean right. and it's like so like your words all you have your honors all you have it's just kind of like you know stay true to that and I don't know
1: I agree i don't it, know it, else it, to explain it, it. No, it Mr. Is,
0: Healy is very wise that I, I think <laughs> it's
1: genius it is it's, it doesn't get done unless you do it you know yeah all right so Mr. Healy what's the worst <laughs> advice you've ever been given
0: the worst advice oh my god um This is like a non answer answer, but like, like any, any advice that was like rooted in this is what you're supposed to do. You know what oh, I mean? Like, right. People like, giving advice. Any kind of, of, yeah, like any kind of advice that was rooted in like, this is the way that your life should be because of norms society's pushed down on yeah. you. You know, like. I'm struggling with that right now too, where I'm just like, man, like, eventually I'm gonna have to find some more time to like really be this artist, but like that's scary. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, so like, yeah, I would say bad advice is like people telling you you can't do it, or like people telling you that it's a silly dream, or like people telling you that you should it's your cute little hobby, or like you like, you know, like you know, like I would say that all of that you got it if you really. Want something, you can't let that get to you, which I'm easier said than done, right? <laughs> but those would be the bad advices. That's not a word. That would be the bad advice <laughs> I've been given. I, you
1: can keep that. That was funny. You no, know, I think I'm, I'm with you 100%. 100% um, people... you, you yeah, fuck everybody. You do other you have people's to do. opinions
0: about what life should be, regardless of what that exactly. is. Exactly. Like, what you should wear, what you should do. Like and what is? And that I can get real success. meta with that if you yeah. want. You know what I mean? Like yeah, just like even like as like a woman front leader of a band. Right. I feel that a lot. Where I'm just like, like you know, there's times when I walk into the venue and people are like, "Hey, honey, no girlfriends till." The show starts, and I'm like, bitch, this is my band. Like, you (laughs) know what I mean? Yeah. Even just little stuff like that, like, that's society telling you how to be in a way, and you got to, you can't, you got to put blinders on it a little bit and just live your life.
1: Yeah. You do you. You do you. Yeah. And and we touched on this a little bit at the beginning, but now, um, in this stage in your career, what is, um, sort of now, what defines success for you? Or for you moving forward, I want to talk about your upcoming projects too. But as far as this question, I like, I'm interested in, as a DIY musician as well, this idea of success and happiness. And for you, what, what does that look like? It, it doesn't have to be, I'm Taylor Swift. It can be something much more tangible and real and here.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you put it like that, like success is like the moment I'm on stage and the mic's on and people are listening hmm. every time.
1: That's dope,
0: you know what I mean like and I don't always agree with that own statement like I'm probably the hardest person on myself in terms of like like when people come up to me and they do all the time they're just like the band's doing so well and I'm like, in what world you <laughs> yeah, know what I mean? like yeah. what planet are you on? We're nobody like we're no one, you know like and so there is a part of me deep down that like has that competitive like desire for validated success, but Another uh, wise woman, Chelsea Lifekin, who I follow on Instagram, she's, like, an artist, and she makes really cool leather jackets, and one of the leather jackets says, the only thing you need to validate it is your parking. So I'm trying – I'm working on that. I'm working on that. Like, I, you don't – success is is not needing other people's yeah. validation, I guess. Uh, and just enjoying what you love to do, which is, for me, just, like, singing, performing, making music with my brothers. You know what I mean? Like, with my with my people. So – some days I, I'm not as optimistic about it, but I'm feeling optimistic today.
1: I, <laughs> I'm glad I got you in a good moment. No, I totally feel that's, that's life that comes to But you to got us, it, yeah. But, but like, some, yeah. you
0: know, it won't feel like that every day. And right. like, you're always going to look at the person next to you who has more. And I guess like, my advice that I would give to my older that's, self that, would be like, don't yeah. compare yourself to other bands. Everybody's on their own journey. Everybody's working hard. Like, you're not it's not unfair if someone else gets something instead of you. Like it's just timing or luck or a combination of both. Like everybody's working hard. You know what I mean? Like, so that was hard for me. Like starting out is I'd see some people getting opportunities that I wanted and just beat myself up about it. But like, it's, it's not helpful. No. And it it does go better if everybody kind of like works together and lifts each other up. And I would say the, number one advice I could give to younger musicians there is if a band that's a little bit further along than you doesn't doesn't, doesn't have the capacity to, like, mentor you or help you out or throw you a bone, like, y- you can't hold that against them. You got to bless and release them, too, because, like, they're... It's just as hard for... The people who are doing six times better than me, like, when I talk to them, they're still just like, yeah, no, I'm still, like, fighting to get paid on contracts, and I'm still, like comparing myself to this you know what I mean so like um you and that's happened to me before where I've gotten like angry that like so and so didn't want to work with me and I was their fan and blah, blah blah and I regret it you know what I mean like so I think that is important to stay focused on what you're doing appreciate what other people are doing and draw inspiration from it but like don't you don't know what's you don't know they might be struggling to pay their bills more than you are. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. even though they look like they have more success. So, like, y- yeah.
1: I think that's a brilliant point. Yeah. It's, it's all relative. Everybody's human, too. Everybody has highs and lows, no matter what level. Yeah, for know? sure.
0: And so you just got to be like, yeah, you got to look at yourself and be like, what do I want to achieve this year? So, like, for me, the past two summers, I've been like, I want to play a festival. Like, I want, we should be, that's, like, where our music kind of belongs. Like, with, like, like kind of like the, the Bisco kids, you know, like, they tend to really, like my band you know yeah. what i mean like and so i was like we got to get in some of these there's so many little festivals all over pennsylvania where it's like we would fit right in with all the other like you know funky rock fusion like it's just like perfect so i have been applying to one of these festivals for like years and years and years and this summer for the first time they sent us an email I was like come play um Let's some go. kind of jam yeah it's jibber jazz and so i like lost my mind i was just like I'd given up hope on this. You know what I mean? Like, and it was really exciting. So there's another piece of advice is like, it's going to take a while. It's going to take a Be long patient. time. Be Yeah. You, if you, if this is what you want to do, then you just can't ever stop doing it. Right. You know, like, and because it's never, it's not, no one's going to hold your hand. <laughs> I mean, unless you're lucky. Like I have people who do like help. Like, like I said, like my friend, Andrew Lieb. And like, there's people who have been like higher up than me. like, when we were kind of getting started out, like definitely Jake from Swift Technique was someone who threw me a ton of gigs when when Swift Technique couldn't take them. And I don't know if you know that band, but mm. they're like, they're like really blowing up. They're amazing. Mm. And they're playing our wedding. <laughs> oh, and I was like, a... I need to find a band that I think is way better than mine. There's not that many. <laughs> Swift Technique is definitely, definitely the one. Um, but they, you know, like we're in the same vein of like genre. And so, you know, when, when he could, when they were kind of, still kind of blowing up Jake would throw me a bunch of shows and like now they're there gigging every day. And, and it's been cool to see, you know, like we're cheering for them because like they helped us out back in the day and their music's great. So like you got to find people like that too, who like you can make those kind of like longer lasting friendships with because like you'll continue to help each other out over time. Like, um, you know, like vital stats is another band that we met maybe like 2013 that we've just kind of been always having each other's back and, jumping on each other's shows when we can and um, it helps too if they're they're friends like outside of your tight tight knit group of friends network so that you can pull in multiple groups of people to uh, get new fans too you know what I mean like it's cool to play with all your like your, your friends bands all the time but like um, yeah, it's been really helpful for me to like get out and sometimes get out of my comfort zone and play some like jump on some cover shows with people and and make new friends. So that you have like a new network of musicians the to jam with and new projects to build and yeah. new you know new
1: audiences to meet. Yeah. So, so Katie, where can where can the people find you as far as so sure. everything? I'll plug this shit in the show notes too, so they don't have to make sure. An other yeah, but if they did. As far as what's next for you and where can they find you on social, all of that, jazz. before I get you out of here. Yeah,
0: of course. So we are, uh, like I said, playing the Fishtown Neighbors Association's annual chili cook-off
1: at the Fillmore. That's the 18th, right? Yes. Okay, but if there's a link for tickets or anything, I'll just plug that in there. Yeah, I'll find
0: it for you. And uh, so that's coming up. um, And that is a great event every year. It's uh, Residents of Fishtown versus Restaurants.
1: Mm. and they, it's
0: different kinds of chili, like all different kinds of chili. There's there's really spicy. There's meatless. There's meat. Obviously, it's just like runs a gamut. People come up with like weird stuff that they want to try that's like specialty. I don't even know. So, it's just a fun event. And yeah, we'll just be up there playing the whole time as people eat the chili. And then there's like awards. It's it's a fun little event. And it benefits the neighborhood up there. And uh, Fishtown Neighborhood Association does a lot of cool programs. Cool. Um, or they, you know, they help out programs like Rock to the Future and other people in the neighborhood. And... Then we have the Fast, which is some kind of jam, Jibber Jazz uh, Festival. Jibberjazz.com, I think, is where you can find that. It might be jibberjazzproductions.com. I'll text you that and make sure that, for sure. But yeah, Jibber Jazz, some kind of jam. Uh, I forget what number it is. They they number the festivals, but I also get that too too. But that's in Haven, PA. That's a weekend festivals, camping, family friendly, vendors, you know, arts and crafts, hula hooping, all that fun hippie stuff, yoga classes, uh, you know, and that's April twenty eighth uh, Schuylkill Haven PA we're playing the 28th on Saturday at 3 PM. Cool. Um, but the whole fest is like a huge lineup there. I mean the, it's like octave cat and like Haley Jane and the primates. And, uh, I forget it was special. And then the, the, one of the headliners is like a, a massive Zappa cover project. Uh. Um, so it's going to be wild. Yeah. Okay. It's there's bluegrass, there's funk, there's psychedelic and EDM. It's just like a lot of different danceable music for awesome. everybody. Um, and yeah. We, what and are, then what are socials, are socials, everything do? is at or backslash. You do you music all spelled out. Cool. Um, uh, and then our website is udumusic.com. you music.com. You can also, uh, find us at udu.bandcamp.com.
1: Perfect. And another thing I wanted to have you plug to was rock to the future.
0: Yeah, definitely check out rock to the future. Uh, this every
1: something that's really cool.
0: Yeah. So, so I mean, you don't need musical experience to get involved with rock to the future. Um, You know, we do uh, an after-school program where we also provide homework help and just do activities with kids. So, if you ever want to volunteer, um, you can check us out at rocktothefuture.org. That's all spelled out. Um, And then our social media for um, for the organization is rock number two Mm. future. So that's like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and everything. And we have a big event coming up, uh, April 14th. That's the music for all ball. That's our biggest fundraiser of the year. And that will be at the painted bride, um, art center is right up the street from where we are in old city. City. And, uh, we're doing a cabaret style performance with our students. And then a lot of local artists, uh, including, um, Nikki from the band, nothing. I don't know if you know Mm. that band. Mm -mm. um, and uh Grandchildren, uh, which is like a psych folk outfit from Philly. They're like a six-piece band that you should check out. I think you'd be oh, like a cool. and then um, uh, Roger Stevens who is the guitar player for Blind Melon will be performing with the Rock to the Future students That's so what's up. yeah so it's just like a kind of a celebration of the local music scene but also you know a way to provide music education That's to lower best. income underserved kids so yeah yep. Music for All Ball the tickets are on sale for that now well, they're pretty reasonable I'll they're like 50 some bucks yeah
1: all that jazz yo yeah. everybody thank you so much for tuning in yeah, Katie no,
0: thank you this has been real I appreciate thank you it. having me on your no show no
1: problem <laughs> guys thanks again all the links are in the show notes check it out <laughs> Thank you so much again for tuning in, everybody. I appreciate you. If you liked the episode, please subscribe and rate. Leave a rating. Leave a comment. Tell me what you think. I'm trying to make this thing better. All right. See you next week. Peace.